You are listening to a special edition of the X-Source podcast. Jay, you and I saw some movies. Yes, we did. long ago. Yes, we did. And they're both Marvel movies, Mm -hmm. both on different sides of the spectrum. One of them was Ant-Man. 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 This was surprising. It was. Yeah. And, you know, from the get-go, when we first announced Ant-Man, you know, it being a movie, we kind of didn't were expecting high hopes for it (laughs) at all, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, almost like it was like, I don't know, Aquaman, maybe? Yeah. In a sense, but uh, it was surprising in how entertaining it was. I didn't think we gave it as much high hopes as we did with with Guardians. I think we were kind of like the way with Guardians, but then when you finally saw Guardians, you're like, wow, okay, that's pretty (laughs) good. But with Ant-Man, you know, it was just like, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and... Like uh, that, like uh, that entertainment just kind of continued throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and uh, you know it was kind of you know a little hit and miss here and there, but uh, mm-hmm. it was still surprisingly entertaining. It was, and uh, from the get go, you know, I, I kept I was like, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. Yeah. You know, the only thing I didn't like was you know, the fact that they kept a lot of the storyline hidden, and it was like. You know, when they cast Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, I was like, he's too old to be <laughs> Hank Pym, you know? But when they went back, and of course, this is going to be a spoiler, so... Yeah, this is, yeah we should say that uh, this entire cast is going to be spoilers. Spoiler so if you alert. haven't seen Ant-Man or Fantastic Four, yeah, you should stop now. Yeah, you should stop listening. Three, two, one. One go. Well, anyway. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, and they referred to him as the original Ant-Man, and of course, they show little clips of him you yeah. know, back then. It was like, it was pretty awesome. I was like, yeah. at least they gave him praise for that. That's yeah. freaking awesome. So it all worked. It really worked. It yeah. did. It was surprising. And I think the it opens uh, really eye-opening with fake digital Michael Douglas looking <laughs> incredibly young. Very incredibly yeah. young. Yep. And like you said, he looked like uh, from, what was it, Fatal Attraction era. Fatal Attraction, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so it's fake Michael Douglas, uh, Howard Stark, mm-hmm. Peggy Carter at the opening of the Triskelion. Yeah, which, which is, is pretty being, awesome. Which yeah. is being built when yeah. you see it, and that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like to see the docks uh, being built there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was that was a really good uh, like uh, Easter egg. I Easter guess. egg I in itself, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and of course there was a couple other Easter eggs that was really really trying to catch within Ant Man. Yeah. Of course. Uh, you know, it led on to Easter egg with the wasp of him. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, his wife joining him on the missions and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. And, of course, his daughter taking up the mantle as as wasp. Yeah. And, of course, the panting, the passing of his mantle to... Uh, Scott Lang. Scott yeah. Lang, yeah. yeah. Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's uh, being Paul Rudd in this movie. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. He's Paul Rudd being Ant-Man, and it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. It worked. He totally worked. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it starts out with uh, Paul Rudd being uh, this... A thief that was caught in prison mm-hmm. for how many years, and then uh, it's finally his last day for some ritual where they beat him up for some reason because he's leaving, <laughs> kind of saying goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he goes off and gets a job at Baskin Robbins. Yeah, <laughs> where uh, Neil Hamburger is his boss. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it's weird seeing Neil Hamburger without his glasses. That's right. Yeah, he should just be boozy and. <laughs> Holding a couple of glasses of uh-huh. booze. But yeah, and then he gets fired. So um, uh, he meets, well, I guess one of his friends is Michael Pena. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, Michael Pena is actually really good in this movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, token Mexican guy. <laughs> <laughs> the quirky token Mexican yeah, guy yeah, exactly. who uh, he seems to be like the leader of this little uh, thief gang where they... They're kind of tempting him to do this job. Do back, go back to his old ways, as yeah. you can say. Yeah, and he doesn't want to do that, but... Right. 
of course you end up going back and doing yeah. it. If you're good at Italian, you're going to stick with it. Yeah, and then like, uh, well, since he lost his job, that's when he actually goes back to. Mm-hmm. Well, he was told that uh, there's this very expensive thing in this guy's house, and it turns out it's Hank Pym, mm-hmm. and it was all a setup mm-hmm. for Hank Pym. Yeah, to steal his Ant Man suit. He saw this old unique vault, and they said, "There's got to be something in there." Yeah, and it was cool how he broke into it and everything like yeah. that. And first thing that opens is you see this suit laying there, and he's like, "What? Like, what the hell? There's nothing <laughs> yeah. in here." You know, he takes the yeah. suit, of course, and it's cool how he just falls. I mean, he didn't bother asking like, "What's it about?" He right away put it on, and he tried it, and yeah. it worked. And you know, shrinking down and almost falling down your drain—that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then like just seeing like uh, uh, Scott Lang jumping around uh, the little dance party in his apartment—that's right, almost <laughs> being stomped by high heels. <laughs> That was pretty good. It was. Uh, yeah, I guess they used a lot of like uh, macro f- uh, photography hmm. where they actually go down, like they take like really detailed pictures of like small areas. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what they actually use for like the bathtub and like the floor. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And, and uh, the only thing that freaked me out was like I realized how much air is dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It even uh, shows the dust and everything. Yeah, the yeah. dust is very floaty around. It's yeah. almost, it feels like I was watching Leviathan. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it was all a test. And uh, they finally show that, uh, you know what, no, Scott, you have this talent. So, mm-hmm. And it turns out that... Uh, uh, Hank Pym's daughter Janet Van Dyne in mm-hmm. this version uh, works for uh, what's his name? I, I forget his name. Oh, what is his name? Well, anyway, Yellow Jacket. Yeah, Yellow Jacket. He uh, he took over Hank Technology or Pym Technologies yeah. and wants to name it to himself mm-hmm. because he's also working on suit. Yeah, the Yellow Jacket suit that he wants to sell to Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hydra, damn it. Oh, I, I really like that Hydra part. Everywhere, you know, <laughs> yeah. everywhere again, and, and you know, it's cool that even. Uh, Michael Douglas is like Hydra. They're they're bad people. It's like I've worked with them too, you know. So it, it, that's a good Easter egg in itself yeah. as well, yeah. Because you already know it's already been infiltrated, right? So yeah. why not throw it in that man? It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's great that the they're like they're trying to like make Hydra look okay because like yeah they're not you know they used to be Shield but now mm-hmm. they're Hydra and they're still good kind of but mm. not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a really good little. Uh, little thing they put in there too mm-hmm. and uh so of course you know of course scott has a little daughter mm-hmm. he's divorced and uh i guess he's just trying to be like the the hero that uh she sees him as mm-hmm. and uh that what leads him to actually go forth and the one thing i really liked about this is that uh it, there's a scene where uh hank pym is talking to scott and they're like okay we got to go steal this ja- this uh yellow jacket because you know this will lead to bad things mm-hmm. that was the whole point of uh Hank hiring Scott mm-hmm. because you know this is going to be bad if uh what's his name bald guy mm-hmm. uh steals or keeps going on with it so they're talking and like Scott's like okay why don't we just call the avengers yeah that was, I was like, awesome. yeah, yeah, why not call the Avengers? Which rings about and Michael Douglas is like, wait a minute, we need to talk to the Avengers, yeah. but you need to go to Avengers to get something from them. Yeah. So his first mission is to sneak into Avengers headquarters. Yeah, that was really cool because like, uh, it starts off with like, yeah, we got to get this one MacGuffin. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's in an old Howard Stark warehouse. Yeah. And then when they get there, it turns out it's the secret Avengers headquarters. Yep, in California. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that, that we saw at the very end of uh, Ultron. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, the first one patrolling is yeah. the Falcon. Falcon yeah. You know, runs into Falcon. And 
that was cool. You know, he, he's yeah. over there and he's even got the technology to spot Hank Pym with the glasses and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, they end up, he ends up going back to size. They size each other's up and, you know. Yeah, it was, there was a really good playful fight that they had. Yeah, each that other. was a good fight. And almost foreshadowing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. But I don't think foreshadowing as much because I heard they're going to be on the same team. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, if you haven't read, uh, I've read Geek Tyrant, and they already have confirmed the actual people that are going to be on the sides of Captain America. Oh, and really? Iron Man, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm already. I'm staying away from those because I want to be surprised. Yeah. Until May when we go well, see that movie. It's not really a surprise, but I mean, well, some of it is. I mean, it's kind of like wow, like holy crap, like they're even some people like what they. Ah, I don't. I yeah, we'll that. we'll get to that once. We'll get to we'll that, get to you know. But anyway. So they had this little playful fight, and it's cool. You know, he references himself as Ant-Man. Well, Iron Man was taken, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is yeah. pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, so they it all leads to this because, you know, we think that uh, the Yellow Jacket is actually being, like, functional. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they're still working on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, the, there's tests that, that what's, like, what's his name is trying to do. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the goat, where it just pretty much just turns into turns in, gel. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's really gross. Well, actually, he's trying to develop the PIM the PIM particle um, formula that you know it needs to make you larger and bigger. Yeah, and um, and the thing and the cool thing that they express is that you know the PIM particle in itself is different. He he figures that Michael Douglas thinks that the PIM particle is only what makes things smaller, but I think in the movie he kind of has a revelation when he notices that it can also make you bigger. Yeah. Well, Scott Lane finds that out that it can make you bigger as well. Yeah, so. And the comic books is the same way because Pym only said that uh, it does make you smaller, but it eventually in the comics it did develop as somebody was like messing around with it and it made him larger. Hence, when he became Giant Man, yeah, and you know Ant Man as well. So it was pretty cool in that. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about that too is it also referenced to the comic book as well is that um, after a while, you know, Hank Pym. You know, I was telling you know, Hank, Hank Pym. Was kind of, I mean, he's a very brilliant mind. He's kind of like up there with Reed Richards and, you know, mm. Charles Xavier and stuff. One of the great minds of the Marvel Universe. But after a while, he began to kind of like go crazy. Like, he started inventing stuff that absolutely had no necessarily, other than the pin particle, like, they were always telling him, like, why do you make these weird contractions that don't necessarily need to be made? <laughs> So it was, it, which led into the round of him like, well, yeah, the pin particle. I don't just want to be known as the guy that just made this. I want to be known for something else. Well, if right. people want to take me seriously. So that's when it led into his thought of basically putting him in Iron Man shoes and coming up with an artificial intelligence, which led mm. him to the creation of Ultron, Yeah, which eventually became the end of everything, <laughs> yeah. you know? So he he's kind of like a failed and flawed type of mind but he's also like much darker in the comics right like he, he is like very beating dark. his wife or, he's always beating yeah. his wife he's he's suffered through depression and you know and it kind of referenced that in the movie because it said you know after so many uses of this particle it does tend to play it wears on the mind yeah and i guess that's kind of what drove him mad in a way in mm. sense like that you know the shrinking and re-shrinking of the body and stuff like that so it was wearing turn to mind so yeah I have a feeling that's what happened to Michael Douglas and you know oh, yeah. which was heavily foreshadowed, which they said it does play with your mind and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think they really went well with Michael Douglas in that he was more of like a like a fatherly figure. Mm-hmm. And like uh I don't know if like Marvel would actually go to that like the dark depths of the original Hank Pym. 
but like uh, so far, it, like he was very enjoyable. He was yeah. very noble. But he was kind of like, but like, almost like uh, we wanted more. Like we wanted yeah. a pre- prequel of him actually being the Ant Man. Uh, yeah, that yeah. would have been awesome. Other than yeah. that little clip on the rocket ship, that was about <laughs> yeah. it. But you know, that's not Michael Douglas. Yeah, so, that's you know. true. Yeah, like so. Yeah, the Wasp is in there, but like yeah. in a brief flashback where both uh, Hank and or. Uh, Wasp try mm-hmm. to save the uh, save America from a giant nuclear explosion, mm-hmm. where uh, the Wasp sacrificed herself to get even smaller to uh, disable the rocket. As he called it, uh, what did he call it? Hyper something. Oh yeah, it's uh, some quantum pro- something. Yeah, the I quantum forget. matrix or something like that. Where yeah. it's like very small. Like you're smaller than the actual atom in itself. Yeah. And- you know, there's there's many even scientific theories about that. If you go smaller than Adam, like what is there? Like, is there a void? Is there some yeah, is, type is there of something else? Or I mean, there's like in, if you would think about infinite space, there'd like be infinite smallness too. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder, like you know, if he gave in, in in a movie, Scott does eventually have to do that, but he comes back from it. So is his wife really gone? It comes. Yeah. Make, it kind of makes you think, you know. Yeah, because I was like thinking, like if there's some sort of like foreshadowing of because like at the very end. Scott has to go go even smaller to disable the yellow jacket suit, mm-hmm. and he just kept going smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. smaller, and then like uh, that's when he, it almost uh, felt like the ending of Interstellar where that's right it was just like this weird corridor of time mm-hmm. and like where like the past future meet and for some reason that that's when he finally thinks to actually use the little the, uh, the little dart things or mm-hmm. little. Ninja Star like things would make him yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah so like that was really interesting I hope they really go back to that too I do because and you know I think you know personally as far as you know Age of Ultron just sucking in the theaters I figured if say if Ant Man had come up before Age of Ultron mm-hmm. then I think you could have tied in the Hank Pym version of yeah. him being the creator of Ultron because you could right away cut to the very end of cameo and while this is all going on and. While he's developing the serum to bring back his wife, you see a robot on the side and it says Ultron program. That would have mm, totally worked. Yeah. And then you could have still kept with the Marvel. It could have still stuck with a movie and you would have been like, oh, that's freaking awesome, <laughs> you know? And, you know, but unfortunately that's not what happened. But, yeah. You know, Tony Stark being the inventor of, uh, you know, Ultron, it's kind of okay, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's plausible. Like, well, I guess they did an okay job with both uh, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark trying to do this world. Mm protection thing but uh, it would still be like very more interesting if they broke like wrote in michael douglas that would have been cool to be there as well mm-hmm. but then again like there's so many people in that movie that'll just be like you could almost say too many cooks in the kitchen that's right yeah okay i yeah. get what you mean yeah but yeah. yeah um it was surprising in how much i like this more than ultron i i have to agree with you. <laughs> yeah. i have to agree i mean it kept yeah. you on your feet it didn't get boring. It yeah. was awesome. You know, it was great. I mean, Ultron is just one of those classic villains, and the storyline was great. But at some points, it just tended to like, you yeah. Know, I go mean, down. yeah. It's like we kind of have like this is like the what twelfth Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and we finally see that there's like a formula to the Marvel movies. Yeah, in that stakes are huge. Uh, something's gonna happen to the city. One thing I really liked about this one is that uh, they go. To, they're going to go steal the yellow jacket in Pym Technologies, and they end up blowing up a small model of a building. Mm-hmm. But it's Scott as a small <laughs> Ant Man, and it's being blown up it's as a awesome. model instead of. I really like that little That's bit. That's so you know? awesome. You know, even in Avengers, we had the whole city being destroyed and stuff like yeah. that. Whereas you have 
they're fighting in this a little playroom on yeah. top of these tracks, and it's just so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fight with the Thomas the Tank Engine little train set was really funny. It was pretty good. <laughs> and then where it actually gets bigger, too, yeah. along with that little ant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was so awesome. I, it was great. You know, I liked it, and I'm glad I had high hopes for it, and I, it didn't fail. Yeah, it, it, was awesome. it was really surprising in how good it was, and like how good Michael Pena was in that, too. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah. he, he worked with Scott Lane's character, and it all yeah. put together, you know? Yeah, so like those band, like those those three guys, they were, they were not, like, it was T.I. and... The dude from the Dark Knight. That's right. Um, like those, like weren't actually part of the comics, were they? Like, no, no, no. Okay. But yeah, um, it was really good. Like uh, I know there's some criticism. Out, like like you could kind of tear apart this movie, but like one thing I noticed was like there's ants everywhere. Like where, where did all these ants come from? Like especially the scene with Scott and Janet in the car. Like it was a really nice Audi, and the, but there's some reason like ants just kind of came out of the dashboard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And which, which is like, cool. He it shows you how he actually controls the ants with that little. Uh, yeah, but it was like, were those ants always there? Like, was there an ant farm in the car? I like, don't know. That, yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah, it was pretty good. Like, uh, I, I think Janet could have been uh, been better. Could yeah, give her a little bit more. Uh, like she was kind of like the most bland Marvel female character. That's kind of true. But yeah. uh, it, it's. It, it, she was almost forgettable in parts. Yeah, you're. I can. But, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah but like, uh, it was. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like uh, there was some. At least there was some little weight with uh, her between her father. Like how she doesn't want, or he doesn't want her to go into yeah. the suit and like become crazy as well. Yeah, like that's why they wanted Scott because like he's expendable. Yeah, that that scene was pretty actually actually pretty good. It was, it was really, and she actually did make a very very good point. You know, I think even at that point, that's when you find out Scott's like, well, damn, they're just using me as well. But at this point, he's up against the wall. He's like, well, what else do I have to lose? You know, other than myself. Yeah, you know, he's trying to do this for his daughter, and you know, it it, the storyline just worked. It it worked so good. Oh yeah. I mean, being that it's probably not you know exactly like the comics, but. It was good enough as a comic book reader to give you enough information on who Hank Pym was, who Scott Lang was, and just what the whole process about how the suit works, the Pym particle, what they need it for. And, you know, it is a very dangerous substance, and it is. And, of course, Hydra did try to catch it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught, but did you know what happened to that other vial of the Pym particle? Oh, the one that was on the helicopter? Yeah. I forget. Somebody took it. Oh, it did? Yeah. I really? noticed that there was uh, one. Of course, all that, the pin particle that he had create, recreated was destroyed, but somebody got away with it. I'm trying to remember who. It oh, was one of the Hydra did, agents. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that now. I was like, wait a minute. They got it. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. You know, so can we possibly see them using that some other way? Yeah. I'm, you know, at the whole time when I was like, like who is a person that could possibly use that? And I'm just trying to think of marvel characters that used the pim particle in itself other than giant man and uh yellow jacket mm-hmm. i don't know but I, at, at the same time is like is yellow jacket gone as well that's true yeah because like he was got sucked up into the little quantum thing too where mm-hmm. he became smaller that's right and so like i i can't seem to see like him being completely gone okay yeah so could we possibly see him come back yeah um maybe yeah i don't know maybe that'd be fine he was an okay guy he um, was he was all right it wasn't like completely terrible um yeah. 
it was like kind of like they didn't really I didn't see like they give him uh, a lot of uh, motivation to be evil true outside of just wanting to create this thing mm. but uh they they should have like at least give him a little bit more I don't know okay a little more development maybe yeah but, yeah but yeah um it's still it's still fun it was a fun marvel movie and it was like almost almost like a heist movie it the was entire time it too. was it was pretty good yeah. I, I liked it and a uh, cool thing about that too another marvel um uh, I would just say a uh, reference is that uh, eventually Hank Pym, after so many uses of the Pym particle and his mind going crazy, he ends up being the next yellow jacket. Oh yeah. Pretty crazy. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind Michael Douglas being in more Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a, a, a mid credit sequence mm-hmm. where we find out that there's a wasp suit mm-hmm. that uh, Janet was more than eager to try on. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, the post-credit sequence. Post-credit sequence is what tickled my fancy. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so when we went to, after we saw Fantastic Four, we came, I, we came up with a really, like, intriguing theory of what would start all this. Yeah. And uh, so it starts with here, with uh, Bucky being captured by Falcon and Cap. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's something that happens where they're so desperate that they don't want to get Tony Stark involved. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we think that uh, Falcon wants Scott for something. Mm-hmm. And what could that be? Of course, that's what you saw because you looked and you saw Bucky Barnes, of course, um, Sebastian, what's his name? Uh, uh, Stan? Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's he's all beat up. Yeah. He, he looked like he had been on the run for like how many days? Yeah. And you see them there and he's like, you know, we should tell Stark. And right away, the first words that come out of, you know, Captain America's were like, no, we don't need to tell Stark about this. Yeah. And the look of concern on Falcon's face is like, what? You don't want to tell him about this? <laughs> and he's like, well, we can't tell him yet. So, like you said, we had our own theories of what's going on. Yeah. So, basically, what we came up with was like, we have a feeling that he did something very bad. Yeah. He did something very bad. Or the Winter Soldier did something very bad. Yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier did something very bad and so bad enough to where... Cap is like, damn, oh no. Yeah, this is massively fucked. Yeah, and, and believe it or not, I don't know if he, I don't know if they're going to pick up to where they're still on the search. They're still looking for the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So eventually they must have caught him. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it, A million possibilities could go in there, and there was somebody that gave a pretty good explanation that I read on the internet. Oh yeah? Okay. So with Civil War, they're tying in all these superheroes, and of course they're going to tie in that they said supposedly that the Black Panther was supposedly supposed to make some sort of appearance or a reference mm. was supposed to be made. What if the Winter Soldier took out the Black Panther's father? And Ooh. that's who they're covering for. Okay. Because T'Challa has a father named Takala, and he's the leader of Wakanda, the right. guardian of the vibranium fields that lay there. Yeah. So supposedly I'm putting it together like, Maybe Stark's got a some sort of like deal between that and Wakanda, like you know, mutual respect. You know, yeah, it's it's a very important uh, material. Yeah, very important yeah. material. Maybe he's like, you know, you need to keep this protected as well, but you still need to give me a little bit for my research as well. Yeah. So uh, some sort of understanding. He's really close with the Wakanda family, and supposedly, guess what? Winter Soldier kills the father, and Ooh. it's just whoa, oh, man. 
Yeah, that makes far more sense than, makes, than the theory that I carry. Yeah, it, yeah. Can, it comes far more sense because I was like, well, how are you going to... I mean, I, I was looking at the things that were tying in as far as characters. And the one with Spider-Man, of course, is very simple. He's just going to be a, a person that, you know, they're putting is going to be have a handmade suit. Yeah, which... Did you see the suit? It looks pretty funny. It looks uh, like a child made the suit. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, I get what they're going with that. I mean, yeah. he's, he's not... They're, they're not going to put... Spider-Man on the spot where he's already got the suit. Yeah. They kind of want to make him still like he's just this kid, you know. That, just this little vigilante running around New York. Yeah. yeah, a little vigilante running And that's what he gets caught in is that suit. Mm-hmm. But supposedly they're saying that he's eventually going to get into the suit. Yeah, I have a theory about this too. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, you know, I was tying in all the people. Okay, these are going to be this and that. This is going to be that. So I was like, well, how does the Black Panther fit in all this until I read yeah. that? And I was like... That makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, that makes far more sense now. Because that yeah. is a big secret. That is. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this dude figured it out pretty <laughs> good, you know? <laughs> yeah, and like it, it finally ties in uh, Black Panther into Civil War, which was, I was like, how, how would you tie that in? I know they definitely referenced it in Ultron, mm-hmm. but now this makes far more sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the very end of Age of Ultron, you caught uh, Ulysses Claw. Yeah. Now, you, that's the guy that really kills, you know, T'Challa's father. So why mm. didn't Ulysses? I bet you anything. And Ulysses Claw is supposedly supposed to make an appearance in Civil War as well. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So why didn't he hire the Winter Soldier to kill his father? Yeah. So yeah, it makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't die in he didn't Ultron. Die. Yeah. Because they definitely want to foreshadow him in there. He got his hand cut off. Yeah. So eventually you're gonna see the the. I don't know if they're gonna give you the laser laser hand or anything like which would be pretty cool that would be pretty dumb but pretty good yeah, but well, that's the comic book he does have a laser type of hand oh man yes but that would be freaking awesome you yeah. know that just totally makes sense and Civil War now there's gonna be a lot happening in this movie and we oh, talked yeah. about it there's gonna be so much going on yeah I don't know if you necessarily have to read the storyline to kind of get a, a thing of what it's all about I mean basically it is Cat versus Iron Man right Basically, that's that's all you need to know. Um, and the comic book says you have to kind of really pay attention because it kind of has to deal with politics. So I don't think Marvel's going to go that way. So they're probably just going to go with what we just explained. Yeah. This little conflict and stuff like that. Yeah. Which would work good for a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like we were talking about like, so like if they're going to go with the whole Civil War line, how would they clean up the whole Bucky mess that they left with uh, at the end of Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, so would it be the beginning of Winter Sol- or the Civil War of them resolving the Bucky thing, then going into the Civil War thing? But until we figured out the whole theory of like why they needed Scott Lang to help out Cap and Falcon, but it's like uh, your explanation of what you just read makes much more sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like my original theory was that uh, that uh, Winter Soldier killed Pepper. Yeah, which would have been a good storyline yeah. as well because yeah. what else would piss Tony Stark off? Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah, what would the conflict between Cap and Tony like be that? That's big? bad blood. Yeah, that's very bad blood yeah. to just start the civil war. And yeah. like, that was my theory. I think that's a little bit more powerful. Yeah. Because, you know, Stark is something that, that's probably the only person like Stark. Stark really cares about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, outside of what? Jarvis when he's Jarvis gone. Or, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, that was my theory. Um, but so far, that the, it makes more movie sense with the whole killing of uh, T'Challa's game. Yeah. But yours Fine. does too. It, I yeah. actually would like to see that. So I'm going to go with, I, I hope 
one of you guys is right. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. You know, if I you're right, this, yeah. they're going to be, I'm going to give you kudos on that. <laughs> and you called it, but they, they both will make a really good storyline. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Cause you have to have something really bad enough to where you're going to have these two iconic heroes just hate each other. Yeah. Other than sleeping with each other's girlfriends, you know, but unfortunately that's not what happened. I think Cap's still a virgin, though. He is still yeah. a virgin, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't, yeah, in the comics, he doesn't have it until like he's like, well, he's like 100 something years old. Yeah. Well, he, well, it's like how long? Like, I think it was like before the Winter Soldier, he ended up hooking up with someone. Oh, yeah. And that was uh, Agent 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. his ex. Yeah. yeah so. Which was kind of why I got giggly when I saw uh, Winter Soldier was like, I'm Agent 13. I was like, ah, oh, that's a chick that pops the cherry. I was like, that's pretty sick, you know? Yeah, yeah. so that's pretty, you know, little things like that. But <sighs> is, is Sarah Carter coming back for Winter Soldier? Uh, supposedly, yeah. Huh. I think so. Who's the, who's the chick that did Oh, I, I forget. Um, I forgot um, her name. I, I keep wanting to say Rosamund Pike, but that's not yeah. her. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, they're... Yeah. <sighs> I, Civil War. I, I'm. I'm really. I just hope they don't put try to make it too much to where it's so confusing. Like you know, they rush everything, and it's yeah. just. I, I kind of want to know exactly how what the nitty gritty is at, but then too, you don't want it too dramatic. Like I don't want it like a lifetime dramatic <laughs> movie synopsis. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think um, Marvel would be that ballsy to do that. Oh, okay. But because uh, you know, we need we need more explosions. And yeah, we need more. Of something being on fire, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I, I would, I would assume that this movie has to be at least three hours long. I hope so to fit everything in here because it's going to be like shit's going to go down. Mm-hmm. Like nine months from now, we're going to have to have like a three-hour podcast just to talk about this thing. Yeah, and we will. And uh, I, the only thing I could say is that the one thing I could want from this movie is, of course. I do want Spider-Man to be on, you know, like I said, be the main focus of this because he yeah. was kind of like the the middle card in this whole thing. Like, or at least the guy that was stuck in the middle of all this. Yeah, the yeah. stuck in the middle of all this that kind of was like had uh, ideas for both sides but leaned to one side at first until he saw something that he didn't like, then mm-hmm. switched sides. So he was kind of the wild card in the whole thing. And, yeah. you know, that's what they reference in the, in the posters, these teaser posters, which are pretty awesome. Yeah. So there was also a theory that saying that um, they had gave a hint that there is going to be kind of a mole on one of the team sides. Oh, could that possibly be Spider Man? <laughs> could that possibly be him being the mole for Captain America? Hmm. And eventually, you know, play that he's on you know Iron Man's side, and then all of a sudden in the movie, boom, he's on Captain America's side. And you're like, <laughs> whoa, you know. So I don't know that. That will make sense too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we could hypothesize of what all this could be in like yeah. nine months from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, Emily Van Camp played uh, there you Sheriff go. Carter. There you go. And she is in uh, Civil War. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, uh, I really like. So I was thinking about the suit and how, uh, or Spider Man suit and how it looks, just like it was cobbled together. And I, I really like that for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a, a hoodie with a spider logo and yeah. like goggles. And like, yeah, I think that 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 works somehow. So basically, yeah. they're catching him like when he's during the time of learning his own powers as yeah. well. So yeah, he's still a teenager, and that's pretty yeah. cool. That, yeah, that's very cool. And of course, like I said, I think it's going to go to where he is going to have that suit. Then eventually, you're going to see him in the classic Spider-Man yeah. suit. 
Because I, mean, I, I hate to see Spider-Man come off the bat like that. <laughs> yeah. with the suit. Like, you know, this yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah, in the middle of whatever is going to happen within Civil War, this giant battle, and then you see that suit, and mm-hmm. it's just like, uh. uh yeah, we've yeah. seen that before. Yeah. Whereas you get this different suit, and you're like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, but then that yeah. makes sense. He's a teenage kid. I mean, he doesn't yeah. know anything. Yeah, he, he just cobbled this together yeah. with the stuff he could find. Until, you know, Stark maybe gives him the money to yeah. make a suit. Well, I was thinking, like, what if, like, Stark makes him a suit? Exactly. And then, ends with like okay i think you're ready for this kid yeah exactly and I, that boom makes sense yeah that totally would make sense you know? yeah. yeah yeah i like it yeah me too right god that's that seems so far away it is yeah next year yeah next year may something have they they've already started shooting for oh December. it's filming right now oh it's yeah. filming right now yeah like because remember we saw like little clips of uh crossbones yeah so now that that's another thing that's going to go on with this movie is the fact that you've got the the main story is basically going to be the good guys fighting good guys, but the only thing I'm having trouble with is what are the bad guys doing in this? Oh, yeah. Because you got Crossbones. You got supposedly, what's his name, Perrin playing uh, Baron Zimmo. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So are they just going to kind of be like the a little, how would you say, it's kind of like, uh, are they kind of going to just be that extra whatever in the middle to kind of confuse both sides? Oh, you mean like a red herring? Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like that. That's exactly what I was going for. Uh, well, I mean, well, Civil War is like mostly political, right? Like within the comic books. Pretty much, yeah. So I, I would still think that Marvel would still hang on a little bit more, but like it's still going to be like explosions. Because the yeah. political part about in Civil War in the actual comic is a, a law that has to be passed. Uh, the, the Superhero Registration Act. Kind of like exactly what happened. Oh, the in, Mutant Registration Act. In yeah. X-Men. Yeah. yeah, just came, same mm-hmm. thing, but it's with superheroes. All of them yeah. in general. So... It's kind of like what happened in uh, what's that other one? The you said is the greatest Fantastic Four movie, but it's a cartoon. Oh, the Incredibles! The Incredibles. Exactly yeah. like that. Exactly like, like that. Like being held accountable for yeah. whenever the hero screws up. And that's what yeah. Tony Stark wants because he's kind of political in himself, and he sees yeah. the he sees the upside to that. Like, yeah, we should register everybody so that we know whose powers are what and what they can do, so yeah. that way we can separate the good ones from the bad ones. Cap is a little bit more. That's kind of like taking away your freedom of speech, your freedom of because some heroes don't have, need to keep their identity kept yeah. secret because there's people out there bad that are trying to hurt them or yeah. hurt their families. So I see his point of it. So that's basically what the whole argument was about in the actual comic book. So yeah, it does yeah, get political it, in that part. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. like just like how that would affect not only just like uh, the bigger tier of you know. Well, I mean, you can't say Tony Stark because he just kind of just said, "I am the Iron Man." Mm-hmm. But also, like, uh, like the little ones, like Jessica Jones, or Jessica Daredevil, Jones. Spider-Man. That's yeah, why Spider-Man. he got involved, yeah. you know, because he eventually, even at one point, you know, Cap asked Spider-Man first to join his side because he, you know, you want to keep your identity secret. Yeah. So Spider-Man was kind of like, "Yeah, I don't know, you know, I, I kind of want to, but you know, you guys are both my friends and stuff. Like that. I understand that." But so Cap was like, well, keep your secret identity because you said in yourself that, you know, there's people out there that are killing you that could come back and hurt your family as well. So he left him at that. But it was Tony's smart intellect was like, well, they still found you, didn't they? And he's like, yeah. So what's the point of hiding behind your mask? I mean, you're smart. You're intelligent. Why not tell everybody that you're Spider-Man? And he eventually does. And it shows in the comic book this big crowd in front of everybody, and it shows him hiring his team, and he goes, I got the Spider-Man on my team, and everybody goes crazy. <laughs> and guess what? The first thing he does is he grabs the mask, and he rips it off in front of everybody. I am Spider-Man. <laughs> and everybody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Uh. 
And eventually, like I said, it ends up going in so-and-so. Then something happens to where Peter Parker's just like, this is not what I signed up for. Mm. He sees a totally different side to Iron Man, and he ends up going back to Cap, and he says, you were right. You were right. This is ridiculous. And I, I, I just I just done something very bad. You know, and yeah. it, it just, oh, it's totally <laughs> crazy. And it, it's a really good storyline, yeah. Oh, God, I really need to read that. You could actually go to, um, actually, Age of Comics has got it. The Civil oh, really? War, yeah, the whole thing in a book. So, really, yeah, pick it up and mm. read it. It's a really good read. Okay, yeah, I got a long flight coming up. I got got something to read. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Frank Miller. Oh, he's a good writer. He's the guy that did the Old Man Logan series, and he's yeah. the guy that did this storyline. Oh, okay. So, his his stories have not d- disappointed at all. Of course, yeah, yeah, really good. I mean, if you count like the actual RoboCop two script, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because, wow. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I like RoboCop, too. We've, yeah, we've gone over this. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, who knows what this will end up to be, comic versus movie. Mm-hmm. Still, we got nine months away. Pretty sure we're going to hear more stuff about this when the, it reaches the new year mm-hmm. and finally what comes up. But, yeah. Um, Ant-Man. Yeah, we were talking about Ant-Man. Ant-Man. But, Ant-Man's pretty good. But, yeah, Ant-Man is really good. And I like it. But the only reason why I went into this is because so many things just happened within that very last end of this movie. Yeah, it was just, like, so much, like, theories and possibilities just Theories and possibilities. Up. And then, you know, any other geek was out there with us was looking for Easter eggs, tying <laughs> in Civil War to this movie. Yeah. And, you know, even Scott Lang, you know, I wonder what a key part in, you know, Cap's oh, yeah. team he's going to do. Like, what do Falcon and him really want him to do? Yeah. You know, that's going to sick Tony Stark on him. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be so, great. Yeah. So when I first saw that, um, I thought that uh, the Winter Soldier's arm was trapped in a vice. That's right. So I thought that they would like to have to shrink Scott down to free him or something like that. That's yeah. what I originally thought that I'd be wanting him from. But from what you said, it just sounds like he was just lying there. Yeah, he was just yeah. hanging over that yeah. whatever he was leaning. Kind of like a wounded guy leaning on another person. Yeah. Like that. So I didn't see anything wrong with the arm, but, you know, I don't know. I could be mistaken. Maybe it was trapped yeah. or something. Maybe like we should go see a really good Ant-Man movie again. Yeah. <laughs> to see. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And look for, you know, the real key Easter eggs and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But, yeah, we had a lot of fun with Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what would your star rating be? A star rating? I'm giving it a four. Oh, Really? I'm giving it a four too. Yeah, yeah. solid four. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, half a star higher than my. I mean, I would like uh, Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Ultron was a solid three and a half. Yeah, for me, three. It's, it's still enjoyable, but it's yeah, it's like, still enjoyable. Yeah. But yeah, Ant Man, good, good job, <laughs> yeah. good job. Yeah, it's surprising that the director from uh, was the Bring It On. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. So he kind of made it work. Somehow. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Good. Good job, man. Yeah. Did you hear about the uh, Edgar Wright's original script about this? I saw it. I didn't get to read it. Okay. So it it's basically an ant that turns into a man. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So that's why I think that he kind of got uh, shoved away oh, for that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I think um, that would have pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, it was pretty good. Um, should we move on to the other movie that we saw? Uh, you want to take a little small break? Uh, okay, we'll yeah, take a break. Let's do that. Okay.
back. Yeah. So, uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Yeah, it, it's finally come, and it's uh, not good, and it's also not bad. That's the perfect way to sum it up. <laughs> yeah. Because we're looking at internet, and it's just getting backlash it's, like crazy. It was on the front page of CNN. Damn. Of how terrible the reviews have been. And, you know, it's even been said, has that franchise just been jinxed? Oh, uh, yeah. I hate to say, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's got it's got some very, very bad. So the night before I saw this, it was uh, rating at 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, man. And then that day uh, when we went to go see it, it was at 8%. Oh. So it just kept going down. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put it this way. The movie in itself, the storyline, was pretty interesting. I did like them being cast as the characters. Yeah, so like uh, Miles Teller, Kate Mara, uh, Jamie Bell, Michael B. Jordan, they make a really good Fantastic Four They cast. do. Yeah. They they actually played into the characters, and Miles Teller did a really good job at Reed Richards. Yeah. I thought he was perfect spot on in comic <laughs> yeah. book Reed Richards. I mean, a younger version, but... yeah. He had the whole attitude. He had the whole idea, like, you know, I'm not doing this for fame. I just want my work to make a difference. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually a line from the comic book, and I yeah. like the fact that he used that. <laughs> so he won me over. Okay, that awesome. that's good. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, you know, was the biggest thing that we came when this first came out. was like a black. Yeah. A black. Well, I mean, like, they're, it's a mixed-race family. A mixed-race family. Yeah, because, like, uh, back then we didn't know who uh, Franklin was going to be played by, and it turns out it was Reggie Cathy. Mm-hmm. And so it turns out that uh, uh, Sue was born in Kosovo and is adopted by Franklin. Yeah, which yeah. was kind of a weird story, but they yeah. had to tie it in like that. Yeah, yeah of course. I mean, it would have to be some sort of throwaway line to explain yeah. why they're mixed race. Now, but his was, attitude yeah. was exactly Johnny Storm. Yeah. Exactly. It's a much more bearable uh, version of Johnny Storm that we've seen <laughs> yeah. from the previous movies. who was just complete asshole. Yeah, you know. But in the comic book, he is a complete asshole sometimes, but yeah. I like the cockiness a little bit more in this one. Yeah. yeah it was good. Now, Kate Mara as Sue Storm was a good Sue Storm. Yeah. I yeah. fell in love with her immediately. Yeah, I, I've always loved Kate Mara. I um, liked her better than, what did I put? That, oh, Jessica Alba? That Jezebel. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, she's overrated. She is yeah. very overrated. Yeah. I did not like her, but, you know, you said that she, her attitude was a little bit bland. Yeah. A I little mean, bit. Yeah, she, everybody kind of seems sedated. Okay. And uh, I think that was because it was the director, Josh Trank. Josh Trank? Yeah. Whatever it is. And so he directed, like, he does a lot of more art house stuff. Okay. And, like, uh, you know, just given, like, how uh, the movie studios kind of want to experiment with different directors, mm. it, it kind of worked here, but at the same time, a lot of the stuff was boring. And that okay. also affected the characters, like Sue. But, like, uh, I just kind of wanted a little bit more personality with her. Okay. Yeah. Now, her version of, you know, the way she, I mean, like I said, she looked really good. I mean, I yeah. could see her. In the comic book, almost kind of comic book Sue Storm. She yeah. really look good, you know? Yeah. She's an attractive woman. Yes, she is. Like, yeah, she is. She's also very like, tiny, I was too. like, wow. Yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. I did like how she did bubble force and everything yeah. like that. It made total sense. She didn't go all out and stuff like that. Yeah. But it, it was great. Uh, only thing that kind of bugged me was, can't see the thing without pants. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, like, uh, when the thing finally becomes the thing, he never wears pants. Yeah, but he was a good thing, though. Yeah. He looked good. Yeah. He looked good. He looked a little bit more thingish than he did in the he, other movies. He looks more of, like, not a comic book character, but, like, a giant rock monster. Exactly. And, like, uh, when I first, like, seeing, like, the like previous spots of, like, how uh, he talked, 
James, it doesn't sound like they actually changed Jamie Bell's voice. Yeah. Like, it almost stayed the same, but when we find Saw, it, like, it sounds like it's more deeper and yeah. more gravelly, yeah. which I really liked. That was good. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't overplay the, the catchphrase. Yeah. He only said it one time. Yeah, and, like, I liked how his brother said it in the yeah. very beginning. and that's kind of where you get the reference of how he got it. It's pretty <laughs> cool. You know, I like that part. I was like, yeah, all right. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, uh, I, you can definitely see that, uh, well, I saw that the, the beginning of the movie starts out great. Like it kind of gives it builds up these characters, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of see where the, the studio kind of stepped in and said, "Hey, we need more action." Uh, and, okay, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean? And uh, one thing I read was that uh, this is a movie with no middle. That kind of was seen why it seemed a little rushed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because like how like it begins and then then it ends. It ends. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's something I didn't catch on. So, like, uh, it starts out with uh, Reed Richards uh, in school, and his teacher is Homer Simpson. He's the voice of Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Dan Castellaneta is his I teacher. About who's that. like uh like, who just kind of like completely just shuns his work. Yeah. And, like, uh, he's saying, like, he wants to build this little uh, interdimensional travel device. Because, like, uh, he, he doesn't want to build his fantastic car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was a good reference. Yeah, which is pretty that, good, too. Which is awesome, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so that, um, he somehow befriends Ben Grimm. Mm-hmm. And uh, years later, when they're in high school, he, they actually built a little, like, dimensional travel thing. Yeah. And uh, so that gets, gets the attention of Franklin Storm, along with Sue, to mm-hmm. work over at the Baxter Building. Yeah. Which and, was awesome. Yeah. The Baxter building, yeah. Although I still, it looks still a little cheesy in CG. True. Yeah. Very true. But uh, yeah, and I really like the look of the technology in this. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like, it looks plausible somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And then like uh, the chambers to go into the interdimensional travel, like they look great and they look just kind of like cobbled together stuff. Yeah. And then like I agree with Reed when they actually built the second one where it make. They made it look ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, yeah, it does. It looks yeah. like the fly yeah, um, the, transporter for yeah, the fly. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, the beginning half starts out great. Like It, it, it kind of builds its momentum of characters. Mm-hmm. But then the the second half just kind of goes into like the most generic like action sequences. Yeah. And like we don't actually get a full sense of like um, like Mr. Fantastic's stretchiness. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it's kind of it, 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 the action was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, fantastic, as you would say. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was like they got these powers. Okay, now you're gonna have to learn how to use them. We're gonna use you, and yeah. Oh wait, now you have to fight this guy because he's got <laughs> powers too. Yeah. So it it uh, starts out with like after they come back from the the negative zone. Yeah. Uh, Reed just leaves. Yeah. He just straight up leaves. Like they take him to the Area Fifty Seven, <laughs> middle of nowhere, <laughs> which is Canada most likely. Yeah, and uh, so he escapes, and like the uh, Ben, Sue, and Johnny end up working for the military. Mm-hmm. And like that's when you can kind of see that uh, all the clips from TV just weren't in the movie. Exactly, and you know I was kind of referencing that the way uh, Reed escapes that base. Kind of gives a almost close resemblance of how Wolverine escapes Alkali Lake. Yeah, you know he escapes yeah. and he's running into into the woods and it's snowing. Same thing that Wolverine did. You yeah, know? yeah. And it was kind of I was like, ha, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you notice that when the the twentieth century Fox uh, logo came up and the lights dimmed, the F was still a little bit lit, just like how they did with the X Men with the X. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't yeah, know that, huh? that was, I was chuckling when that happened. I was like, ha, yeah, they did the thing with the thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hmm. 
But uh, yeah, so um, Reed inexplicably leaves, and we're not actually given a reason why. Yeah. And it, it, I felt like he should have been like trying to work on a cure, but instead he's just kind of hanging out in Mexico trying to build something. Yeah. Yeah. That, and even at that, he doesn't really say what he was doing. Yeah. You know, and you're yeah. kind of like, well, you're getting to the point where maybe he was going to do it, and then, oh, Dr. Doom is back, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. It's like they leave, and then they're kind of, the rest of the team is disappointed with him, but then he comes back, but Johnny gives him a hug. And then everything's just kinda okay. Accept, yeah. Like, like some, it just kind of magically works together. That was the only thing I was like, wait a minute, if a guy, like, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you left us. So, like, yeah. Ben, like, had, like, he should have been pissed. The entire time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if John left me to get contaminated with that, like, <laughs> and then John's gone and he comes back, I'd be like, John, I want to see John. You know, I'd be pissed. I was working you know? on a cure, and but no, I wasn't. You, no, you weren't. I saw yeah. you on the TV monitor. You were at IHOP, just <laughs> minding your own business. Eating uh, a thing burger. Right. You yeah. know, I was like, ugh. So, yeah. yeah, there was some, a lot of things that were missing that you yeah. definitely could have used, yeah. you know, and as far as making the story a little bit fuller. And like you yeah. said, it, it just, I didn't snap till you said it. It needed a middle. Yeah. Like, because, like, uh, I, I wanted something like Reed of saying, like, I'm sorry I left, but I've been working on this. But, like, that was, like, just completely shoveled away because Doom is back. And it's just like, why, wh- what's, what's your motivation here? Like, we're missing some stuff. Like, it almost felt like it was cut from yeah. the movie. Yeah. And like it, it felt like uh, uh, the director was trying to do like a more dramatic, more serious, like uh, almost art house movie. But, okay. But the yeah. studio was like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta have more action. We gotta have more stuff going on mm-hmm. too." And like, uh, th- I think that really hurt the movie because, like, again, like we said, there was no middle. Yeah. Yeah. Because your life, I mean, I was still left with a lot of questions. Like, what, what the hell happened? Yeah. You know. And ah, man. I think when we said as far, you know, Fox, I mean, they did a good, pretty good job as far as our hero characters. I'm glad yeah. they didn't mess those up. It's just that I told from the get go, Fox has just had a bad habit of messing <laughs> up their villains. Damn it. Disney's yeah. doing it so damn right. And I think yeah. Ivy put it good last podcast is like, you know, Disney's been doing villains for how long? Oh, that's true. Yeah. And it's very true. They make their villains badass. And, but I mean, oh man, Dr. Doom. I liked his power. I liked the brains exploding. Yeah. That was awesome. That was cool. I mean, like that was cool. You know, but for like a uh, PG thirteen movie, like that was welcomed. Yeah, that yeah. was w- really welcomed. I was like, damn, that's that's pretty evil. I like <laughs> yeah. that part. But as far as like when they go back and they find him on the planet, like you see him ordering the hood, and you're like, yeah. And where did he get that hood? Exactly. You were like, yeah. And I was like, where the hell did he get the material to make that hood? Yeah. Like, is it his old spacesuit or something? Yeah. Because like uh, in the movie, for some, like to make him look doom-ish, they he fused with his suit. Yeah. To go into the negative zones, he can kind of see like the mask. Yeah. Kind of covering his face, but like uh, like they planted an American flag there because they wanted to be the first. So I was like, was this was his hood the flag? Exactly. Yeah. But I didn't see no red, white, or blue stripes. Yeah, because like them. they're in the middle. Like, like what? What I wanted was like, what was Doom doing in the doing the whole time in the negative? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and you know, only thing you get is that he was reshaping the world, that world for some odd reason. Yeah, you don't know why, you know, or what the whole deal of that, the fusing of the worlds was all. Yeah, I was like, okay, so what? He bringing the world here, or is he taking the world there? Yeah, I was like, what what was his motivation? Like, I I know he hates the government, but like, does he want to destroy the world because of it? But, like, we kind of get a sense of, like, um, 
you've destroyed this world, why should we save it? Yeah. But like at the same time, are, you're destroying your world as well by bringing it into the negative zone? Yeah. Like there's, there's no clear reason of why they're the doing the giant CG thing at the end. Yeah, you know, and I, I kind of didn't like the reverence of like, why did they call it Planet Zero? Why don't you just call it a negative zone? That's yeah. what it was, you know? <laughs> I mean, giving a little bit of the ultimate Fantastic Four right there. You yeah. Know? But, you know, it was just... <sighs> So I guess I was kind of disappointed when I got back. When I started yeah. really, really analyzing, I was like, okay, yeah. I, mean, I had no problem with the actors. You know, it's yeah. just, damn it, why you got to mess up some good <laughs> yeah. freaking villain, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, like, current, like, Fox uh, Marvel movies, they, they're really kind of screwing it up with the villains. You know, yeah. Doctor Doom, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Um, they messed up the Silver Samurai. I hate the fact oh, yeah. that. Oh, Galactus. Galactus. Um, but, yeah, it's just... Like they're they're why are they doing this? Because like I I like the whole like Doom having these psychic powers to squish squish people's brains yeah and like that part's cool like that was welcome because like seeing Doom walking down the corridor just walking badass and people's heads are exploding yeah I'm like, yeah I was like let's do more of that yeah exactly yeah I want to see him do that to Reed's head but. Reed's head oh, bounces yeah. back. Just, what if it just like distorts and then yeah, like and then, and that's when like the thing punches him? Like so that was the thing that That's I, the thing that we were missing, you <laughs> yeah. know, exactly. You know, and it was kinda like, wow. And I kinda what I really wanted to see was I really wanted to see the thing between uh because in all actuality, Doom has this impeccable fear for Reed Richards because Doom even knows that Reed is way smarter than he is. Mm. And they always have this, and even like even now in the in the comic book series, I'm reading the Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Strange even throws that, and they, like I told you in this one, Doom is God, you know. And Reed Richards, the six one six, comes back, and he finally finds out. And even Doom, they see each other and they leave. And uh, this is getting on subject a little bit, but it, it kind of makes reference. But you know, at one point, uh, Doctor Strange even tells Doom, "Even now, you're still scared of him, aren't you?" <laughs> And guess what? He says that, and Doom just totally evaporates Doctor Strange for even saying that. So deep down, that's kind of what I wanted to see in the movie. I want to see that that fear that he's got between yeah. him and Reed. You know, even in the old movies, I wanted to see that. I want to see him like, damn, freaking Reed, like pissed off, like damn it, Reed, like. Yeah. And even Reed's got this thing about Doom, like he's always going to haunt me forever. This, this mm. guy that I'm, it's kind of like Batman and Joker. This dude, oh, yeah. they cannot exist without each other. These two have just this connection between them that it's good and evil all the time. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've always wanted to see in a fantastic movie mm. was that relationship between them like that. Yeah. You kind of didn't get it in this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than like your little sass, but I mean, no, I want really hardcore stuff, you know? <laughs> So I think that's when we started to try to make our own Fantastic Four yeah. movie after we saw yeah. that and when we were eating dinner. And it's like, yeah, well, what if we did this? And we did this. And then it's like, it leads to this. Our movie, I could honestly say, if we told a comic book geek, and you know, like I, we had talked and we were like, if we told a comic book geek and a couple other people, our story, I guarantee they would like it. Oh, yeah. It may yeah. not be exactly... Like comic book, maybe some references enough yeah. to for it to still pass as a good comic book movie, and enough to still pass as a Hollywood movie. I mean, I I read that you know it it just had nothing to do. It was just so bad. But I figured that if Hollywood really wants to sell in the movie, give the job to a geek, yeah. and they'll do it right. Yeah, the, the people that know the source material well enough. Source, yeah, yeah, exactly, and that will actually sit there and read 
a couple issues or a series of it just to know exactly what these characters are about. And I think that's what was pretty cool about, I heard about James Gunn when he did Guardians. You know, everybody was like, they gave him Guardians and he didn't know what it was about. Uh But when they did an interview, they asked him, did you really know what you were getting yourself into? He goes, no, I didn't. But what I did was I actually did go and buy me some issues, and I read up on these characters. I read mm-hmm. up on the the attitudes that they needed to have, and I even coached Chris on how to like. Starlet was kind of a hard character. He has this tendency to be cocky, and he has this tendency to be stupid, and he's kind of <laughs> like. But he goes, "So can you get those two together?" And Chris worked with it. That, and, that's Chris Pratt. And that and he goes, well, and then I think at one point he goes, just be yourself. And Chris was like, am I supposed to say yeah or no to that? And I think James Gunn kind of knew. He's like, just be yourself, you yeah. know, stuff like that. But, you know, get do it just like this way. But he goes, I didn't want to disappoint. So he goes, I had to brush up a little bit on what it was about yeah. and, you know, get my detailed facts. Because I would hate for somebody to come up and say, man, you did it wrong. Like, you, you didn't do this, do that. But it was good enough to pass. He goes, it's yeah. possible enough, you know. So people like that that respect the people that actually made these characters, I think you need to do that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you want something there to know like, oh yeah, this guy won't do this. Yeah. Like, this is something completely, totally different. Yeah. So, and you know, it even came to the question like, you know, we should write it. Yeah. We should do our own little movie thing. And yeah. I bet you it would work. Like a Roger Corman kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I guarantee we would do it justice. Yeah. Definitely we would. Yeah. So like, like what if we just kind of sat down and wrote our own fan wrote film? A, yeah. A fan film, wrote it out, script, and people could read it and just play it on the mind. I, I just want to see if everybody would be like, damn. Yeah. That's pretty good. Because yeah. it sounded so good in our heads. Yeah. I mean, like we came up with everything, like, uh, like uh, the beginnings of like certain, uh, certain jokes, uh, cameos. Cameos, ties. And even a post-credit sequence. Yeah, which, exactly. Which, like, uh, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it would totally make sense for Apocalypse coming out. Yeah. Or even the Deadpool movie that's coming out. You yeah. know? And it, it's so great, you know. And yeah. Yeah, we were like so enthusiastic when we were just talking about like, okay, we'll do this and we did that, and then that person comes in mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, we, we, what if we did that? And it's kind of like the you know you got it you got it right when you first came up with it. It's just like your idea for the Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I still love your thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, if I see the new movie, I'm just gonna be, uh, you know, my friend's <laughs> storyline was better than that. You know, yeah. Well, at least I have that in my dreams to know yeah, that that's, that's exactly how well, the Ghostbusters should end. Maybe if we actually like do this we should do this yeah maybe we should just write that ghostbusters yeah sequel. and do that too as well yeah you know i i think it comes to the point where i think we should these movies give our own versions of these movies yeah you know not disappoint them and still tying everything up and see yeah. if it makes sense you know and i don't know i, I like i said give it to a geek and i know we'll, we'll know what we're talking yeah. about yeah yeah because like we won't want to destroy that yeah, because we, we it's something that we love yeah. and like we don't want it being screwed up by Hollywood execs or whatever, but yeah. like, yeah, because that's something we like, we were passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can honestly say, you know, what they said that this franchise is cursed. Yes, it's cursed from for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It is cursed. Yeah, but in the hands of the right people, it can be made better. Yeah, and I say, if we were already directors and I had the money for it, I would do this. I would say, I'm doing my own Fantastic Four, and of course, I'm going to get it. Well, you don't want another Fantastic. <laughs> no, but I'm going to. I'll say this in front of millions of people. I'm going to do it right. Yeah, I'm going to do it right. And I would give the hopes to the geeks to be like, okay, we'll give them a chance. And when they do, they will not be disappointed. I want them to come up and be like, give me a handshake and be like, you are a god. You two are a god. And be like, yeah, I told you. We we tried, and that was our result. And it turned out to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hire geeks. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you could even do that with the Batman. Ver- I mean, I could make a yeah. better movie in Batman versus Superman too. As yeah. Well. I don't know. We would still have to see that first for yeah. judgment. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I saw the. Uh, I found a copy of the Batman versus Superman porn. What? Yeah, it's already out. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably gonna be as yeah, bad as probably, the movie. Yeah, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, Fantastic Four. The, um, I, I would say that this movie is bad, but I I still watch it because I like the Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, it's it's certainly not the best. Um, it's it's a interesting effort. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, like the characters are great. Like yeah. uh, the people they hired do the original characters justice. That's the only thing that gives me as far as star rating a a two because the yeah. acting. Okay. Storyline, man. Yeah. Freaking villain. Of course not. But <laughs> yeah. the actors, I mean, Miles Teller, Marie Carrera, Michael B. Jordan, all you guys did a good job. Yeah. As your very, very good job. Yeah. And it, it's it's shocking like how like just vicious these these reviews are. Yeah. And uh I, I think that's big leaps and bounds that I don't we probably not gonna get a sequel. We probably not. Yeah. But then too, these are I mean, as far as I mean the only reason we're giving a little bit more higher praise than what they're doing is because these guys have been watching they're they're Hollywood critics. They yeah. watch movies. They don't probably even know the storyline or yeah. the attitudes of enough to give it a little bit of hope. Yeah. I mean, we can be cruel, yeah. I mean you <laughs> can be cruel, you yeah. know. Yeah. Pixels. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh fuck that movie. But yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man too fucking bastard. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, we can be cruel, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think we're just, uh, we like what we like. Yeah, and, we like what we like. And that, that, I guess, mostly handles like our star rating. Like, you gave it a two and a half. I gave it a, a three. I think three is a little bit high, but uh, yeah. still, it's like, there, there's bits and pieces there that are good and that, that, that work well, but like the rest of it is just kind of just, House of Cards falling down. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you say, you're a Fantastic Four guy. Yeah, look, you're going to go see it no matter what. Even course, if another yeah. Fantastic Four came out, you still want to go <laughs> yeah. see that version as well. It's the same way like I was with you know Wolverine. You know, yeah. it, none of the none of the stories work. Some of them were pretty much on. Origins point. was bad. Origins was so bad, but yeah. I still went to see it because yeah. I wanted to see the process of him getting animated. That was the only thing I went to see. Was yeah. I wanted to see. Yeah. I mean, you see it on comic book. It's flip, flip, flip. Oh, that's how they do it. But <laughs> yeah. to see it in real life, the yeah. animation, that was awesome. I was yeah. like, that was the only thing that gave me hope was like, mm. that's freaking cool. I like that. You see the whole process of him going crazy, you know, stuff like that. But the bad guys, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Deadpool. That was yeah. funny. He just looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so stupid. Oh, yeah. man. It was hilarious. But, you know, it, it's the same thing with... Uh, Apocalypse, you know, I'm yeah, I mean, and I read Singer's backup on him. He said it was more comic. I said I saw nothing comic book about that. Movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what comic he was reading, but yeah, in the comic it, books he didn't look like that. He he looks like a, a villain of like a, a cartoon, like yeah. a, a children's uh, animated film. Yeah, and I think that's why like a lot of people like just he looks like Ivan Ooze exactly. from the Power Rangers movie. Now, if you like, I said all you have to do, Singer, is just change the lips. I think if you changed mm-hmm. the lips and kept them that, he'd still work. At least you know that's apocalypse. I, I still think the shade of purple is a little too much. Maybe it's the way the camera reflects because I see another picture and he looks blue. Oh, really? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like if you looked on the cover of that entertainment magazine, he yeah. is blue. Okay. So maybe it's just the way the light reflected on that picture, but hmm. 
You know, but only thing I'm saying is just don't change the iconic lips. Just leave them, and you know, then I'll be like, okay, that's you're like a lips guy. You know, you had like a similar argument with the Ultron. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's lips, but you know, there's little things like that. I mean, yeah. that I find that you know, distinct marks for a character that you need. I mean, uh, Thor. The only thing I have is where was the? I, I want the winged helmet. Oh, yeah. Now, if you wore that helmet through the whole, that would have been awesome, you know, but. <laughs> Because certain people say it's ridiculous, but that's freaking Thor. And yeah. you only saw it for a few minutes yeah. in the movie. And I was like, you know, there's a little nitpicking a yeah, little bit. True. And I was like, yeah. you know, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, even Hugh, okay. I have a problem with Hugh. He's not short. I mean, oh, yeah. you're, you're, they're right. playing Wolverine off as six foot something. He's not. He's only like five, five and, mm-hmm. you know, 300 pounds. But let's face it, you're not going to find a 300 pound guy that's 5'5 unless he's obese yeah that's true like that's kind of how I felt with like Star Trek and the uniforms and like why are there little symbols of of the uh, the emblem on the shirt I mean that's right because that's dumb I mean like the military is not going to put like Air Force symbols all over the shirt and then a bigger one and it's like stuff like that I can definitely relate to yeah and it's like you say even as far as the costumes why do they have to be so textured and now yeah like like, it's probably just like they want more detail on the camera yeah I guess Bland is just boring but still yeah it would work I mean I don't know yeah so yeah I mean there's just iconic characters that need that look yeah like like Thanos, they got everything right about him. Yeah, yeah everything sure right, did. everything right about him. Uh, Ultron, uh, yeah, maybe just the fact that he looked more humanoid when he's supposed to look more android. That was about mm. it, you know. Other than that, he was pretty badass as well. Oh yeah. Uh, Loki was just dead on. Yeah, was so dead on. Loki's pretty good. Yeah, uh, like the whole Iron Man. Yeah, like they got that pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, just don't change. I mean, like even a silver samurai, he wasn't supposed to be a big old giant robot. You could have just put a guy in a samurai suit with adamantium covering. That would have been awesome. That's yeah. a, that's that's the silver samurai that I it, grew up. It with. almost looked like it was a mech. Exactly, like a giant it's Japanese like, mech. This doesn't make no sense. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. oh, they had to mess up an iconic villain as well. And that one was like, eh. but you know, I don't know. I, I goddamn it, give it I to know. a geek. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's mostly just Fox just kind of making poor choices. No, I don't know. And that's kind of what brought me up to the question is like, is there like a certain, now I don't know if there's a certain body that they have to give the comic books, they have to keep with the comic books what they have and you can't really transfer it on the screen. You know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. a copyright, you think? Yeah. Well, I think it's like, um, well, this is essentially comic books and like comic books of like the 60s and 70s they have a very distinct, like, like whiz-bang look of, like, they, this is something that a normal person would not wear. Mm. Especially, like, with uh, Wolverine's yellow costume. Mm. Like, if you if Hugh Jackman put that on, like, I would definitely see a Hugh Jackman yeah. in that suit, because that's pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people are going to say that looks dumb. Yeah. I think that's why they want to go for more... Uh, textured look okay yeah it's kind of like magneto i mean he's got this pink kind of yeah now i do like the fact that in uh apocalypse he's going to be brandishing more of the red and that looks yeah. awesome yeah. you know that really looks really cool yeah even the helmet kind of changed too i was like that's freaking awesome yeah. so i give michael fassbender that 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 looks awesome yeah that's very awesome but eh, uh i'm still gonna go see it just because it's an x-men film yeah i i have well, I, 
I really want to see this one aside of Apocalypse. I really like that this movie's taking place in the 80s. In the 80s? And everybody looks 80s ass 80s. Because <laughs> like that, yeah. that, 80, that, that decade is like so awkward with fashion and all that. We're, we're 80s guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah and like that seeing that is like, yeah, yeah. We really went through a really yeah. uh, style challenged yeah. era. Because <laughs> like I really like that. It's, it's yeah. Like, but yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna see that movie. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. That's next year too. As I, well. I believe so. Yeah. You said uh, August or July? No, I think that's uh, May. May? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I think uh, Winter Soldier is or um, um, Civil War is beginning in May, and then Apocalypse is at the the end of May. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah. yeah. Two in one month. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, it will. Well, that's kind of like what they did when. Um, what was it was coming out? Uh, Winter Soldier and something else. Days of Future's Past. Oh, yeah. They came out around very close both to each other as well. Very good movies. Yeah, really good. <laughs> yeah. I think we were both excited for both of them. We can't miss these I two. I know, yeah. yeah. These, yeah. And then we ended up seeing uh, Winter Soldier twice. Yeah, Winter Soldier yeah. twice. And I think I saw Apocalypse like three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, uh, Fantastic Four. Um, Fantastic Four. It It's something that uh, would definitely... I, I currently don't see that they will probably do another one, but I, I would really like a second chance by another director. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, and if you do, do it right. Yeah. So I would, I would like to see the same same people. You know, I just yeah, I will do it right. Yeah, do it right, and I'll give it one more shot. <laughs> but I think after this. You can finally say, "Yeah, it is jinx. It is jinx," <laughs> and you're like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Just leave it alone, Hollywood. Well, yeah. If we finally get that second movie and it sucks, I think it's time for us to step in and make our own fan yeah. film. I would be pissed by that and be like, "This is the worst going to do." I think I will actually hit the streets of LA and be like, "Read my script. Read my script. Yeah. Read our script. Read our script. Please let us do it." And I, I yeah. guarantee we will. We'll bring it back. You know. Yeah. But yeah, bring sexy back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, is there anything else? No. Oh, you know what? I think we were. Uh, I think both of us were definitely looking for some sort of like, uh, like X Men reference mm-hmm. or some other reference in the movie, and we never got one. We didn't, and yeah. we did not get an end credit sequence. At yeah. All in Fantastic Four. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising because, like, what uh, there was one at the end of what was it uh, X Men Three? Mm-hmm. Was there one at the end of First Class? Yeah, there was. Was there? I, I don't remember. In first class, was yeah, because I remember three was when uh, uh, Xavier is uh, speaking with Moria. Okay. Because like I was like, wait, how did that happen? And then uh, of course we got the uh, uh, the apocalypse one at the end of uh, Days of Future's Past. So it was like, what? Just yeah, something. I don't think there yeah. was one in first class. I have yeah. to go back and watch that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I was like, yeah, throughout the movie, I was looking for something like reference of X Men. Yeah. Or like the Xavier School for Gifted Children or with the, the Deadpool or something. Yeah. Somebody told me that there was uh, supposedly a Deadpool theme at the end of it, but I don't know. Like uh, there was a cut sequence or there was supposed to be like an announcement or something like that. I oh, you know right. what? So um, th- I think the day before that, there was uh, a new Fantastic Four trailer where at the very end, Deadpool announces that Deadpool is going to be playing during the Fantastic Four Oh, like wow. the trailer of it is going to Oh, play. okay. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe yeah. that's one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm still indifferent about Deadpool. I am actually giving this one a really high praise because, mm. like I, I said before, it is totally everything comic book and it's an action movie 
just exactly like we said. Somebody must yeah. have gave it to a geek, and they did it right. Obviously, a Deadpool fan. That hey, who's directing this one? I have no idea, but he can break the fourth. He's he's possible to do anything like that with a character like that. And it, you know, if if he if, the, if we find out who this person is as a Deadpool fan, then I give him kudos that a geek did it right. Uh, Tim Miller. What did he direct? Uh, this is his biggest movie so far. Wow. He did something called Rockfish. He has something to do with Scott Pilgrim. Hmm. I love Scott Pilgrim. Maybe the uh, effects, maybe? Maybe? Uh, creative supervisor. Yeah, visual effects. Wow. Which could explain the bullets and stuff like that. And yeah. Like, okay, I get what you yeah. mean. So, which means he might be breaking the fourth wall in this movie, too, as well. Yeah. Oh, man. I want to watch Scott Pilgrim now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's I a great love, movie. I one, love that movie. Yeah, yeah, with one giant flaw, though. What's that? Like, I, I never uh, understood why Scott lusted after Ramona. Like, we were never given a real good reason why he left uh, Knives for Ramona. What? Um, well. A- aside of her being ridiculously attractive of Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but it's like we're never given... Uh, full motive to do it. That's true, but I don't think you really need into that when you see. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like your cosplay girl. What? Yeah, I mean, that's true. There's no absolute reason. You just she's just gorgeous, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there's really no motive. So yeah, yeah. Well, that that was just my oh, take okay. of it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. Is there anything else? Which Captain America is in that movie as well? <laughs> 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 Lucas Lee. Yep. Lucas oh Lee. man. Oh, those there, there's movie posters they did. One of voice all would be movies. you hear my voice. Next would be me pulling the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is so. Stupid. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> all of his dialogue was I great. Was, you know, he did it intentionally, but I was laughing my ass. I was like, that's freaking funny. <laughs> Chris Evans can be funny. Yeah, yeah, he can be funny. I like when his stunt doubles are beating up Scott, yep, and then yep. he leaves, and he's reading a text. Any of you guys want a coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haha, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I even let him do the wide shots sometimes. <laughs> That's kind of like if Johnny Storm, the original Johnny Storm. A good Johnny Storm. Yeah, yeah, came and did acting. I was like, oh, that would have been so funny. Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Chris uh, Evans. Oh, but anyway, um, yeah. yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, that's it. Um, I guess we're going to figure out when we can do another full, full podcast. Yeah. Um, hopefully, maybe next week. Or I'm, I'm, like I'm pretty much free next week. I mean, getting okay. back to work uh, next week, but I'm, I'm free weekends, definitely. Okay. Um, so we just wanted to do this because we had a lot to talk about as yeah. far as these two movies that yeah. we saw. And, you know, it, it just couldn't wait. We were yeah. at a Whataburger discussing so many of these plots. Like, yeah, we like, got yeah. to get this on, on a digital tape. And, and the cool thing about there. it was that uh, my friend uh, Nevin and his nephew were with us. So yeah. They were kind of fascinated the way we were just talking about <laughs> it, you know. And it, it was basically just you and I talking and, and theorizing. them just listening and they're yeah. like, damn, damn, wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you guys talk about? I was like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. This is essentially podcast. We just yeah. did the podcast in front of you. Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, listen, damn it. Yeah. More people. <laughs> so, yeah. I um, yeah. uh, hope you like this little uh, side thing. It, it kind of harkens back to when we first started and it was just yeah. you and I. So, um, yeah, hope you listen to this. Uh, go check out Ant-Man. Um, maybe check out Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, but so for as far as summer movies, what, like Ant- or Fantastic Four is like the end of superhero movies this year. The end of year. the superhero movies, yeah, yeah, pretty much until you get, what did we say? Uh, I, th- I think Deadpool is in February. February? Yeah. That would be the first video, first uh, Marvel movie to kick it off. Yeah. Yeah. And then March is uh, Batman versus mm. Superman. Mm. Versus Aquaman. Yeah. For <laughs> that piece of crap. Anyway. The, uh, <laughs> the death of 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, God damn it. So, yeah, um, there's a whole bunch of more movies next year. Yeah. Uh, I know definitely I want to check out uh, The Martian. That's going to be good. Yeah. That's, that's gonna be really good. good. Yeah. Ripley Scott. Yeah, really you Scott. You can't, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. You can't go wrong with that at all. Kate Mirror's in that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Kristen Wiig. Oh man, mm-hmm. I love Kristen Wiig and that hairstyle. It's just the only me. thing I'm getting is like, is this uh, Matt Damon from Interstellar? I know, like trapped on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> I know because like we have a, a terrible history of Matt Damon in space. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it turns out well. But yeah, that yeah. movie looks pretty cool. And yeah. then uh, Spectre in November. James Bond fans. Yeah, Hell yeah. I love James Bond. I can't yeah. wait for that. And then uh, finally, Star Wars. Star Wars. At the end of the year. Yep. Yeah. On Christmas Day. So yeah. We, I, I probably won't see it exactly on Christmas Day, so we have to find a day when to go. Yeah, me too. Because like, uh, it, time's off for uh, for us is kind of weird too. Yeah. So uh, mm, it probably have to be a day or two afterwards because I yeah. know that day it's going to be packed. Unless they do some sort of before the the release that they I do hope here. so. Yeah. If that's the case, we got to. Yeah, we got to be there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll be up anyway. Probably still wrapping gifts, so why not <laughs> take a break and go see Star Wars? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Or unless you want to wait in the. Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, 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 no! I just need a TV. That yeah, day. yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. All right. Yep. Well, I guess that uh, is going to end it for this little short. Hell yeah! Um, so hope you enjoy. Uh, listen, put comments, all that stuff. On so what the are we going to call this uh, podcast? Two point something. Oh uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Ant Man versus uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Special. Special. We'll, we'll find something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, until next time. Yeah, until yeah. next time. Yeah. Uh bye. <laughs> Geeks unite. <laughs> <laughs>